I am just so stoked about what the Lord is doing in our house. And truly, when people look at Serve City, when you look around and see all these people, when you go on YouTube and see the thousands and all this stuff and whatever, a lot of people don't realize that, you know, this is a journey that we've been on with God. And as my uh, good friend, Pastor Jonathan Belima always says, the walk of uh, faith is a miracle in action. The walk of faith is a miracle in action. You know, and a lot of people, uh, you know, they see where you are and they don't realize that this has been a journey. This has been most definitely a journey. And I am not ashamed of it and I'm grateful for it. Even this building that you are sitting in right now, in the midst of a pandemic, in the midst of a time where, as we shared and as I've told you, the government uh, is cracking down on churches, don't want to give anybody zoning. This is actually a very massive issue that we have had to uh, face. Lots of my friends are facing this right now. Uh, and, and somebody just say, Jesus is Lord of Toronto. Come on. Yeah, Jesus is Lord. We just declare the lordship of Jesus uh, prophetically. We stand with all of our friends around this city who are believing for buildings that are being blocked. And we're standing with other churches we don't even know of that they are being blocked. We are believing that God is going to open doors. Anybody have faith with me in this house? I, I'm just so grateful for the Lord's presence that he continues to reveal that he is greater than anything that we face and man I'm telling you there are plenty opportunities for fear when you are leading people when you are leading a church and man uh you know when we started first of all as you saw near and dear to us is Malvern uh because not only did the man them grow up in Malvern and not only is that somewhere that's near and dear to me uh, I live in Oshawa now we just bought a house but I don't rate Oshawa uh, as I say, I, I'm just a Malvern man, a Scarborough man in Oshawa who lives in Oshawa. Uh, I don't know. It's just not going to, I don't know. It's going to take some time to grow on me. But anyways, I digress. The point is that we started there in a movie theater. Somebody say movie theater. Started in, in Morningside Theater and that was an incredible journey, man. It was, uh, hands of everyone who was actually there in the theater. Let me see if there's some. Those hands are getting fewer and fewer, uh, and I love, love, love how God continues to grow the church. Many of you, uh, who got baptized in the theater? Anybody other? Okay, I see a couple hands in all three, four, four okay, a bunch of people. Uh, some of y'all got baptized in the theater. So it was, it's been an, incre an incredible journey, you know, and I'll never forget, man, uh, we were in a position where stuff started getting tight. Come on, somebody. And you know when things, and I, I'm just be real, I'll just keep it, I'll just keep it honest, you know, there was, we have these stages right here, we used to have them uh, at the front of the theater, because if you know how the theater goes, it goes all the way to the bottom, and then, you know, if you're sitting up there, you can't really see the way that things go, and so we had these stages, there's six of them, there are only four out here right now, stage panels, they are, they weigh a thousand pounds together. And previously, we were able to have the, 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 the stages stored in a way where we were able to just take them out and put them out front and then put them on a cart and wheel them back and hide them. But then the day came. Come on, somebody. Oh, trust me, I'm going somewhere. Day came where they were like, nah, fam, you can't put them there anymore. You got to put them up there. <laughs> and we literally, this is why I love the dream team of Serve City Church. Can we just give God praise for our team? Listen. Literally every single week, every single week, our team would come and you should have seen them. You should have seen men and women 
grabbing these thousand pounds of stage panels, bringing them down to the front. Come on, setting them up in the front. You th see, this is the thing. You, Dean, uh, we didn't even play on stuff that we didn't carry. People were singing on stuff that they carried down. Come on. Pastor Patricia used to be there hoisting them up. Y'all know. This is the thing. We were, it was like, if you're going to, if you're going to play on it, if you're going to sing on it, you're going to carry it. And so literally we would all be there. We would be swimming. All, we would do all that. It would take a long time to set this thing up and then all for an hour and some change. Pastor Andrew couldn't preach for five hours back then because they would start the credits rolling on the screen. You'll be seeing Black Panther and hearing talking about Jesus at the same time. Illustrated sermon, you know. So we have a, it's very convenient. But then that was a challenge. Then we're like, okay, but we're going to do what we got to do. We're going to make it happen. Then it started getting to the place. I mean, back then, like I said about baptisms, baptisms at Surf City in the theater were nuts. You think it was crazy here? When, man, we used to pack out the halls. It got to the place where people would be jumping out. Now we don't do this because it's COVID. But Sunday, a lie. Sunday, every time we would be having baptism, people jumping up out the crowd, like, I want to get baptized. And we're baptizing people spontaneously in service, all this. Then suddenly out of nowhere, we were, I mean, because we were baptizing people almost every week. It was crazy, just amazing how the Lord was doing it. And then they go, oh, and by the way, we just want to let you know, every time you do a baptism, you have to, you have to pay an extra $500. And so we're like, okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah and so it was one of those ones where it just like week by week after we've been there for a couple years we just started and i can't say all of it my wife's like don't go that far babe don't go that far and but i'm telling you it just kept getting more and more challenging no matter what um was happening there we were doing our part we were trying to be good in that environment but simultaneous to this the lord had told my wife and i right in the middle of this we had an office space. Somebody say an office space. I'm going somewhere with this story. We had an office space that we called the spot. Who remembers the spot? <laughs> All five of you. <laughs> I just love it. Our church is growing. This is so dope. But this is the history, so you understand. So look, the spot was so dope. We had all, we did all sorts of stuff. It was this little place we used to cram out and pack out, and it was dope. Uh, but the Lord told us. The Lord told my wife and I, in the midst of all of this, get rid of the spot. And we're like, what? What on earth do you mean get rid of the spot? It's getting crazier or crazier. I don't know what all is going on. I, I'm, and, I'm, and, and, and now you want us to get rid of the spot. We only have the theater on Sundays. This spot has given us some stability. And we're like, what are we going to do? Are you serious? God, what, do you, what are you telling us to do? He's like, get rid of the spot. Craziness. In that moment, like I said, we were having all those zoning things back then. We just happened to use the theater because the theater is already zoned for public gathering and all that sort of stuff. But I'm like, what are we going to do, God? He wants to get rid of the spot. This cha these challenges are happening right here. He says, get rid of the spot. And we're like, okay, well, maybe God wants us to let go of this thing because he wants us to begin to save bread and put bread together because sometime at the end of the year or maybe next year, this is in January, he tells us this. So we're like, we'll be able to save up some money. We can, meet, you know, meet in Starbucks. We just shut down the Tims and stuff. That's what we'll do. I'm like, that's the plan. Two twos, fam. 
after we said yes and we shut down the spot it's insane because while these people were being waste dudes <laughs> the management changed that was what happened that was what happened but while they were challenging us and giving us issues and all this stuff and thinking we was just going to take it and just whatever and everything was just going to be as normal because we were there for a few years and all this stuff and whatever, we were in the position where right then a door opens up, this building, where the Lord told me to tell one of our members who I don't even, didn't even know had any connect to anything of this nature who found out about this spot that it was available and they were looking for someone to be able to come in by Easter and so if I did not let go of the lease at the spot we would have been tied because there wouldn't have been enough time for us to get out penalty free and we would not have been I'm just trying to help somebody to understand we wouldn't have been in position that when this door opened up which we had no clue was coming we wouldn't have been in the position to be able to get this spot and to be able to sec be secure throughout the entirety of the pandemic come on somebody even all now where we're in a place of strength God has provided and it did not happen because we had a whole bunch of money and it did not happen because of our because of our strong name or our allegiances or connections it happened because our our ear was to God's mouth and in a season oh can I just talk to somebody's faith today in a season of challenge when we didn't understand whether we should go left or right when we didn't know what was the best course of action we listened to God somebody say listen to God even when it didn't make sense we had no clue what he was getting ready to do, but it positioned us for when he was getting ready to open this door, which has been life-changing for us, and not just life-changing but for us, but life-changing for many around our city and now around the whole world. Somebody go ahead and give the Lord praise in this place. I love bragging on God. His timing is imperative because, you know, I could, in that moment, I'm telling you, man, you could you, you those those situations will make you crap bricks man when you're not talking about oh we're just going all out today Charlie. reel it in pastor andrew it's okay for pastors to just be honest and real and i mean it was serious it's serious man these are not little decisions these are big decisions man and it's very easy in these moments to be fearful, especially when people are punking you, when people are saying all sorts of crazy stuff, not just from the world, but even in the church. I oh, see. I knew you were. I knew that you weren't called. I knew. It's very easy when to slip into a place of fear. And to forget who it is that called you and to forget who it is that sent you and forget who it is that planted and established you. Come on, somebody. It's very easy in difficult times. And so last week we started talking about generosity and I was challenging you and around the empower, the, the power of the big ASK seed. And also the idea of giving and, and this idea of not fearing or holding back from being generous in difficult seasons. 
And the reason why I've been challenging you and letting you know this, because I said in this time and in this hour that we're facing right now, there is so much, there is like a famine in the land. People are losing jobs for standing for what they believe is right. People are in positions where they are feeling pressured and they're in a position where they're like, man, if I do this, I feel like I'm doomed. If I do this, I feel like I'm doomed. Anybody ever been between a rock and a hard place? It feels like no matter what you choose, you're either going to give up on your, your uh, conscience or your morals. Come on, somebody. If you do this, but you're going to disappoint people if you do that and you're going to lose if you, it's, it's just difficult. And if it wasn't COVID, it would be something else. And I want to challenge you because God is calling us, like I said, in seasons of radical difficulty. It doesn't call us uh, or challenges. It shouldn't call us to radical faith. It calls us to ra uh, radical fear, rather. It should position us for radical faith. And I want to look at this text in John chapter 21, verse 1 through 8. Because I believe that God, if God can get a hold of our minds, and if God can truly get our hearts and our understanding... We truly can get to a place where even in the middle of difficulty that we, that the, the, that the world can look at us and see the goodness of God. Come on. That's why, that's why we sing songs like, I see the evidence of your goodness all over my life. These aren't just cute songs. We're preaching and we're trying to inspire your faith to realize that you and I, we should declare and open our eyes to be aware of God's presence and goodness instead of shrinking back and walking in fear. Are you with me? Somebody say, don't be scared. So here it is, John chapter 21, verse 1 through 8. Bible says, after this, Jesus revealed himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Tiberias. And he revealed himself in this way. Simon Peter, Thomas, called the twin, Nathaniel of Cana in Galilee, the sons of Zebedee, the two others of his disciples were together. Somebody say, together. Simon Peter said to them, I'm going fishing. They said to him, we will go with you. They went out and they got in the boat, but that night they caught nothing. Somebody say nothing. nothing. They caught nothing. Now I want you to peep this. This is very important for you to understand here. What's happening here is these are the disciples after Jesus had died. And this, this going and saying we're going fishing, especially Peter. Remember, the, Peter is a fisherman. And after Jesus has died, these guys are in a position, many of us think, watch this, many of these us think that the disciples understood the things that Jesus was telling them before he died. How many of you know that the disciples didn't get it? They were walking with Jesus. They were talking with Jesus. Jesus was telling them he's going to die and then he's going to rise from death and all of this. But they did not get it. And so Peter going back fishing. Peter not running and searching for Christ. Not waiting by the tomb for his resurrection and the disciples in this position. This was not because they were just waiting for Jesus to make a surprise appearance. They really did not understand. In many regards, their heart, their hearts were broken. They thought that all was lost. They didn't fully get what was going on. Are you with me? Look, Luke chapter 18, verse 31 through 34. Some of y'all don't believe me. Look at this. This is before Jesus died. And taking the twelve, he said to them, See, we are going up to Jerusalem. And everything that is written about the Son of Man, speaking of himself, by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles and will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon 
and after flogging him they will kill him and on the third day he will rise but look at what happens verse 34 but they understood none of these things says the saying was hidden from them and they did not grasp what was said mark uh, chapter 8 verse 31 through 33 here's another one and he began to teach them that the son of man was suff must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and the scribes and be killed speaking of himself again and after three days rise again and he said this plainly and look at what peter says Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Nah, Jesus, that's not going to happen. That's not what's going to go on. You know that a lot of times there are people in your life that are encouraging you, but they're encouraging you aside from your purpose. Come on. They're encouraging you into a place of comfortability when God is actually calling you to a place of sacrifice. And many of us think that people are actually godly because they're telling us stuff that sounds good and sounds comfortable. But sometimes God's telling you to get rid of the spot and meet in Tim's. Oh, can I just talk about it? Because he has something better on the other side of your sacrifice. A big ASK blessing on the other side of your sacrifice. But you can't get it if you're clutching on to the stuff that you think that you need more than it. He can't pour stuff into full hands. Because he's not going to waste it and let it just pour on the ground. So look, they didn't understand. They didn't get it. They're like, man, what are you talking about? Peter, oh, I didn't even finish reading that passage. Look at what happens. Peter took him and began to rebuke him. Verse 38, but turning and seeing his disciples, he rebuked Peter and said, get thee behind me, Satan. Satan means opponent. For you are not setting your mind on the things of God, but on the things of man. There are people that are telling you, oh, you just got to hang on to that relationship. Oh, because I have to go. I have to go there. I have to go there. You know, we just need to give people space. Some of y'all getting nervous right where you are. They'll be like, oh my. Uh, you try to distract her or him right now. No, 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 no. Devil is a liar. You've been hearing. They've been telling you, no, it's okay. You just need to stay. He did, you know. And you know that it's opposing what God says. You know that it's not the plan of the Lord. You know that God's been told you. He sent you dreams. Oh, I'm talking to somebody. He sent you dreams. He sent you statuses. Come on. And you're like, oh, why am I seeing this today? Because he's trying to talk to you. God oftentimes will send you all sorts of red flags. And that flag's been flagging enough for a bull to come and run you over. Come on, somebody. And you're to the place where you just won't listen. You heard yourself. So look, help us, Jesus. They didn't understand and they were in that position. I'm almost done. I just want you to grab this. I want to set this thing up. So the disciples are in this position where they are, are there. They're gone back fishing. Somebody say gone fishing. And they're gone back to what they were doing prior to Christ dying and, uh, and calling them to follow him. And the reason why is because they're like, man, they didn't fully understand. If they understood, we would have been standing there waiting at the tomb for him to get up. Come on. But they've gone back fishing. And now I want you to see this. This is powerful. Oh, here we go. This is, I love this. I love this. Uh, because Jesus, I love how uh, this is why we say stuff like no perfect people allowed. I'm about to do a backflip uh, shine because the fact of the matter is uh, that when I think about it, that, that he doesn't rebuke us or trip us up uh, when it is that we're having difficulty. How many of you know that I love that we have?
have a God that will meet us right where we're right in the middle of our difficulty right in the middle of our regression come on somebody when we go back and we're tempted and in fear we step back I'm grateful that we have a God that will meet us right there uh, this is why uh, this is why I, I just want to come to with the SOS to help somebody today because look at the text uh, look at what happens here so he says I'm going fishing and all of the men them come and jump in the boat with him but the night they caught nothing so they go back and they're doing stuff their way they're there and they're doing stuff their way come on somebody they're responding based on their own understanding in a time of difficulty Come on. They're out fishing in a place because they missed the revelation of what it is that Jesus told them when they were walking on the earth. And when he was walking and he was with them on the earth. And consequently, they're out there and they're fishing in that position. But I love what happens here. Because when you do stuff your way, and you know this is one of my sayings I say all the time. You can't do things your way and expect godly results. And here it is. They're out there fishing and doing it their way and nothing happens bible says they didn't even catch one fish the man them couldn't even catch a minnow and then watch this verse four just as the day was breaking come on somebody just as the day was breaking watch this just as the day was breaking jesus stood on the shore yet the disciples did not know that it was jesus they weren't expecting jesus to show up in the middle of that stuff they, i mean i left him on the cross and they took him down and they put him in the tomb and this is where he is they weren't expecting this they don't know that this is jesus that's here can I give you point number one? I want you to understand this because they're in pressure. I mean, there are probably people around them mocking them. What happened to this man? What happened to your savior? That was uh, this guy that said that he was the, the he was declared as the king of the Jews. And what about this guy? Think about all the pressure. Somebody say pressure. The pressure that they were under that pushed them back i mean pushed them back to the boat of the pressure that pushed them back to the place where they're like man what are we going to do in this moment let's go fishing but i want to tell you this here's point number one this is a quick one i'm gonna just hit it and quit it here we go pressure positions you for promotion not termination here it is here it is pressure positions you for promotion not termination oh that's a word for somebody right there i want you to understand this a lot of times when things get tight come on movie theater uh what god is doing is god is not looking to terminate you uh, he's looking to position you come on somebody for something even greater for many of you it was the thing you were supposed to be in the first place but this job that you had this thing you had was actually just a detour because you decided to go off to this and sometimes God will use stuff like a pandemic to redirect you entrepreneur and put you where you were supposed to step out on faith in in the first place Oh, I'm preaching. I want somebody to understand. See, the fact of the matter is you're like, oh, but pastor, what are you talking about? I have been terminated. They just gave me uh, some weeks. How you mean promotion? I'm not getting a promotion. I'm 
getting a slip and they telling me uh, don't let the door hit you or let the door hit you where the Lord uh, split you come on somebody but I'm here to tell you that a job can dry up but Jehovah is still gyra come on somebody it don't matter your boss is not your God who can I preach prophetically to somebody today that thought that it was over I want to let you know your boss is not your God that company is not the kingdom come on somebody and as long as Jesus is still in control and you have him where he's supposed to be on the throne of your heart the king of your life he positions you through pressure for promotion oh can I talk about it many of y'all you've been tripping and I know it's difficult and these are the hard things that I have to say because I know it's hard but at the end of the day Jesus is still good even in difficulty and many of you you've been regressing back to the boat what does the fishing boat look like for you oh my you called them up you dug that number out it didn't delete fast enough or you asked somebody come on somebody you still got so-and-so number can you just come over and i just need somebody to talk to come on there are many of you you're on the cusp of going back regressing going to where it is because of what you're facing and jesus is standing on the shore and many of us you're not realizing it right now because you missed the revelation before the cross you missed the fact that he was never going to leave you or forsake you oh can i talk to someone online that even when your mother and your father forsake you and leave you and when people jack you up and say all sorts of craziness and raise false accusations against you and tell you that you have to pay all sorts of money to baptize folk, that God is often positioning you for something greater than you can imagine. Oh, I know people don't like this type of stuff, but that's just being prosperity preaching. Come on. I want you to understand that there are some of you I, that are in this place. What you want me to preach? You want me to preach uh, the gospel of misery? I believe that God is desirous of us getting to a place where we are holistically in a place of strength. Come on, somebody. That we are prospering as a kingdom and as a people. So as he says in 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 6 and onward, that we can have the strength to carry out every good work. But I want to go on to, I want to, the, 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 the text. This is the text. Beat this. He says... Day was breaking. Remember that hymn? Oh, it must be the breaking of the day. I don't know if y'all remember that. I love that one. It says, Jesus said to them, children, do you have any fish? I love how when Jesus shows up, he just poses questions to reveal where you actually are. It's like, how you like them apples? How's that working for you? children have any fish he's always trying to point us back or to to open see some of you you think that god is pulling away the curtains i hear you holy ghost you think he's pulling away the curtains uh, so that he can embarrass you and he's saying i'm pulling away the curtains not to embarrass you but to reveal the fact that you need me more than the efforts that you're putting forward to try and make it happen in your own power And watch what he says. Look at the text. It says, they answered him, no. So they were honest. He said to them, cast the net on the right side of the boat. 
and you will find some. Oh, who am I talking to? So they cast it. They obeyed. And now they were not able to haul it in because of the quantity of fish. Did I make it up or is it in the text? The disciple that whom uh, Jesus loved therefore said Peter it is the Lord they recognized the Lord because God was able to give them the instruction that was necessary for them to prosper in a time and in a place that others who help me God would have looked and said there's no fish there Others would have looked and said, there's no fish there. Come on, somebody. Because of the fact that they did it and they worked and they toiled all night. Somebody say all night. How long have you been fishing in this season? There are many of you, the devil has been, and this is a prophetic word that God specifically put in my heart. I believe for this season, especially in the kingdom, where many are discouraged in this time of drought and this time of famine and this time of standing and division within the church about vaccines and non-vaccines and all sorts of stuff. And I just want to let somebody know who is tossed and driven and like a wind without a ship, without a sail. I want to let you know keep trusting here they had so much that it was not they were not able to contain it they had to go and they need to get help to be able to bring all of the fish back in to the to the to the river where or, or, or onto the land this is some powerful stuff i want you to know this because i can't go forward uh, without telling you this here it is number two uh, jesus cares about our natural needs not just our spiritual needs because some of us watch this this messes with us because we only think that jesus just wants us to make sure that we have the latest and that we have the latest scriptural uh, memorization of scripture that we have the latest fad in worship or worship song and all this stuff or that we just we jesus just cares about our 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 spiritual life but how many of you know that jesus cares about your natural needs too he cares he cares about your natural needs and so someone who is feeling like you just are being spiritual and nothing is happening and you're sowing and you're planting even hearing us you're like pastor are you crazy how are you calling us to trust you remember what i told you about that five dollars last week I want you, if you missed that message, go back and listen to that message from last week. And I want you to understand when you trust God, God cares about your natural needs. Here, I got to do this. Matthew 6, uh, verse Matthew 6, 33. Scripture that people love and that we talk about and we spiritualize. Here it is. Matthew 6, 33. But seek first the kingdom of God. All y'all can quote it. Watch. And his righteousness. And all these things will be added unto you. Yes, Lord. I'm going to get my peace, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Oh, some new praise is going to be added unto me. Yes, Lord. I'm so grateful because, you know, I'm going to get my joy back. Yes, Lord. That's the stuff that's going to be added to me. But look at the text. Can I talk about, somebody say context. Here it is. I got to tell you this. I got to tell you this uh, because there are many of you that are ready to quit today. Here it is. Matthew 25. Here, here. Or there are many of you that are even trusting the security that you have in things that are actually temporal. And you think you're good because stuff is secure when in actuality all security outside of Christ is just an illusion. 
You can have the most updated uh, security system on your house. And unless the Lord watches the house, the watchmen labor in vain. Oh, that's Bible. I wonder if there's anybody. See, that's the thing. That's why there are many of you. You put trust in chariots and horses. You put trust in ADT when you need to be trusting in the. I'm telling you, but I had all the doors locked. What happened? security is an illusion outside anyway here we go if somebody wants to break in your house they can break in the house man look unless you have the lord guarding here we go verse 25 of matthew 6 therefore i tell you don't be anxious about your life uh, here look, look, look this is the context this is the context uh, uh, what you will eat or what you will drink or about your body or what you will put on see he's talking about stuff so the context of Matthew 6 33 he's not just talking about spiritual stuff he's talking about stuff he says is life not more than food and body more than clothing look at the birds of the air they neither sow nor reap nor gather into barns and yet your heavenly father feeds them are you not more of more value than they and which of you by being anxious can add a single hour or more value to a span or a span to your span of life can worry add to your life look at the text and why are you anxious about clothing he says consider the lilies of the field which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven which he uh, will he not much more clothe you Oh, you of little faith therefore don't be anxious saying we shall what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear for the gentiles seek after all these things in other words ungodly people have that as their focus in life and look at what he says he says uh the gentiles seek after these things and your heavenly father ha knows that you need them all so this is why we talk to you about trusting the Lord with your resources and trusting the Lord in difficult times, even when you don't get it and even when stuff don't make sense. Here's verse 33. This is how it, it culminates. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Not seek last. This is why we talk about how many people there where the kingdom is prioritized in your life. It's not prioritized. It's your boss. It's your job. It's, it's your bills. And then it's Jesus. You, you think this reads seek last the kingdom of God but no if we actually lived it like we quoted seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things somebody say all these things will be added unto you here it is verse 34 the words of Jesus therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself sufficient for the day is its own trouble Oh, so the, here he's talking not just about spiritual stuff he's talking about the fact that he cares about our physical needs and so i don't know what you're going through today we serve a god that is able to provide for vaxxers and he's able to provide for non-vaxxers come on somebody he's able to provide for entrepreneurs and those who are working and flipping burgers at mcdonald's i wonder if there's anybody in here that understands and knows that god is jehovah vagina not based on my situation or my circumstance 
I want you to understand this. God wants us to be to a place of strength. He cares about our needs. Can I tell you point number three and then I just got one more and I'm done. I know we're going a little longer today, but I sense that the Lord desires for me to lean in and put some weight on this for you today. Kingdom wealth is not evil. The love of money is. Kingdom wealth is not evil. The love of money is. Write this down. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 10. He says, for the love of money is the root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the fears, the faith, and pierced themselves with many pangs. Ask him what a pang means. But the bottom line is, I want you to understand that he's challenging us. It's not money. It's not wealth. It's the love of money. And God desires for us to be in a place of strength. As I shared with you last week, go check it out. So not just for ourselves, but so that we can have the strength to be able to be a blessing to others. And as we continue to trust him, all that we have need of will be taken care of. Here it is. Proverbs 3 verse 5 and 6 is a life text for me. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not, here it is, to your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will direct your path. I love it, but I want you to see this. Coupled with that, here he goes, because this is in line with what we're talking about, seeking God first. Verse 9, he says, right after, honor the Lord with your wealth, with the first fruits. Seek the Lord first. Of all of your produce. Then your barns will be filled with plenty. And your vats will be bursting with wine. Which represented in the Old Testament this prosperity and this positioning. He's saying when you trust God, doesn't matter how crazy things are. Is anybody being blessed by this today? When you trust God, even in the middle of difficulty, he will direct your path. And when you honor him, because where your treasure is, the Bible says, your heart will be also. Or where your heart is, your treasure will be. And when you seek him first, and when you honor him first and prioritize him, he says that your, your, your vats will be bursting, filled with plenty. And this is what the position is. And so I want you to understand this. Because there are many people who think that God is calling us. The call is for the kingdom to be broke. How can we change lives if we don't have any money? If all we're leaving is generational debt, how is the generations after us supposed to come and continue the mission going forward? And I know it's all this cute stuff out here. People just want me to tell people, you know, Jesus, meek and mild. Jesus didn't have nothing. It's the same Jesus telling these monks to fish on the right side of the boat. And they had so much that they couldn't even haul it in. So I'm preaching this unbalanced foolishness. Yes, there's time where there's challenges and we don't have stuff. But the fact of the matter is, that's not all the time. And the kingdom should be to a place of strength so that the mission of God can be accomplished. Look at Acts chapter 4. I want to tell you this. Is it okay if we look at scripture? Look, I want you to see this. I want to bust this thing wide open, fam. I want you to grab this. I want you to walk with this. I want you in the middle of this difficult time. I want you to, you've been, you've been going, you've been going ham, fam, on the left side of the boat. Look at the text. Verse 32. Now the full number of those who believed were of one heart and soul. 
And no one said that any of the things that belonged to him was his own. But they had everything in common. And with great power, the apostles were giving their testimony to the resurrection of the Lord Jesus. And great grace was upon them all. There was not a needy person among them. You see, this is in the text. This is the text. Did I make it up? This the early church. Because, now, is this some sort of kingdom communism where I'm like, you always got to, you know, there's no ranks and there's no nothing and we just need to sell everything and bring everything. And I'm not talking about being extreme. What I'm saying is, imagine if we had the spirit and the heart of generosity that existed in the New Testament church. Come on, that we look around and we see that people have need. One of the biggest ways that God is Jehovah Jireh is through our brothers and sisters. Come on, Galatians chapter 6, bear ye one another's burdens and in so doing you're fulfilling the law of christ one of the biggest ways that god provides is through your brothers and your sisters there was no needy person among them i love this week man they were sending me all sorts of stuff testimonies in our church listen man why i love our church so much is because our church don't wait for a campaign to bless and help people I love you guys. I hear in life groups testimonies about how people rally. I've been getting testimonies sent to me. How people rally around family members in our church and help them with their needs when they're in challenges and all of this stuff. I give God praise for you, Serve City, that I get to be a part of a generous church that you look out. I want you to understand this. This is, this is it. So I'm done here. Uh, Dean, you can come on. I want you to get this. So look. They're fishing on the raw life's left side of the boat. And I'm going to give you my last point here. But look, Jesus says, how's that working out for you? People looking from the shore. How's that looking out for you? They think Jesus is on their team. Because he's just rubbing it in that they didn't catch nothing. Until he says, and he gives them the direction to fish on the right side. I want to tell you this. Watch this. Oh, here it is. Here's the last point for you. I want you to grab this. Trusting Jesus puts you in position for divine revelation. Trusting Jesus puts you in position uh, that when he tells you to get rid of the spot to, because he knows that there's something else beyond where you are that the other side of the boat is better come on that the right side of the boat is where you're supposed to be fishing i want to tell somebody today because there's someone today there's someone today who you've been doing all of your works and your efforts and you've been tripping out and you're like, man, I'm trying, I'm convicted, I'm following my convictions and all of this. And right now I'm not getting any. I dare you to put your ear to God's mouth. I dare you to get into a time of prayer. I dare you and I challenge you to listen to the Lord, to seek godly counsel. This is not the time to run away from the church. This is the time to run in to the family of God. This is the time. You might have to turn off Netflix and get in your word. I'm telling people, ask me, Pastor, how on earth is God doing all this stuff? And how are these? I'm telling man, I'm not any more special than any of y'all. It's me and it's my, it's that prayer life, fam. Every day before the day starts, I don't take appointments. I don't take appointments. They know I don't take appointments. Jessica, my admin, she knows I don't take appointments before 1030. Because when I get up 
from the crack of dawn. I'm out and I'm walking and I'm talking with the Lord. I might mess around and be like Enoch and disappear one day or something. I don't know. But I'm li- I want to hear. I'm like, God, what do you want me to do? Lord, everybody's tripping right now. CNN is going off. People talking about all sorts of ways and said, teach me. Give me a surfboard, Jesus. So we can ride this wave and see the kingdom still advanced. Open, open me to understanding and to opportunity so that I can know where is the right side of the boat. Because I believe that when we try, oh, watch God, watch God do it. When everybody says he can't do it, watch him do it. You want to know why? Blessed is the man. That walks not in the counsel of the ungodly. Any Bible readers? Nor stands in the way of sinners. Nor sits in the seat of the scornful. Watch this. But he delights himself in the law or the word of the Lord. And on his law or his word does he meditate day and night. Come on Psalms chapter 1. For he will and she will be like a tree. Here it is. Planted. I'm not tossed to and fro. Come on. He said, planted by the rivers of water. My situation is not going to make me, it's not going to knock me over because I'm planted. Here it is. I'm not potted. Potted things can be kicked over if the kids run through the house and trip over it and all the dirt fall on the ground. But things that are planted, they might bend. But when I got strong roots, says they will be like a tree planted by the rivers of water here it is that will bring forth fruit in its season here it is and whatsoever he no his leaf will not wither let me quote it right that's protection that's security when i'm planted my leaf will not wither and whatsoever he does this bible will prosper so when you are planted in christ you're receiving direction from him net breaking blessings will show up in the middle of a pandemic net breaking blessings will show who am i talking to that's why our church is celebrated this net breaking blessings i'm hearing about like i said we, we, we got to get some manners because I'm hearing about too many favors. Houses sold for hundreds of thousands over asking. Come on. Job promotions. Come on, somebody. He bodies healed. All sorts of crazy stuff. Money showing up out of nowhere. All sorts of doors opening. Not for your glory and so you can gloat and be like money 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 and money is God but so we can declare and show the world that God is still Jehovah Jireh even in a famine (laughs) you know what's crazy this is my big ask while I was sitting out there and we're talking I was on the phone it was here crazy you know I'm always talking about my cars and how I go off on my cars and I love those cars my Honda Accord that has over 500,000 kilometers on it. I love it so much. I'm going to run it till it stops. And that Honda CRV, I've been talking about, talking about, talking about it. I'm on the phone discussing 
how I'm going to bless, <laughs> how our church is going to bless. I was talking to one of the principals of the schools on our block, and I'm talking with her, and we're like, yeah, we're going to, you know, buy pizza for all of your staff, and, you know, we went and we delivered all the snacks and stuff for the kids and all this stuff and whatever, and I'm on the phone talking to her, and while I'm talking to her, and I'm trying to be polite, I'm getting text messages, babe, the, car's bro the car broke down. Car broke down. Car's broken down at the, at the, uh, at the front of the, the, what do you call it, at the complex where we're at, right? And so I'm outside talking to her, trying to finish the call properly and out there bracing the car. Thank God for some kind people that jumped out and helped us to push the truck in to back into the, uh, into the driveway and all of that and got it there. And we were able to, to get the car, the car towed, towed to the mechanic. And the mechanic is like, sorry, fam, uh, bad news. I don't, I, I hate to be the deliverer of bad news, uh, but your car is dead, right? This is what he tells me. And I, in that moment, I'm like, that's not bad news. I'm like, thank you. Thank you for letting me know. Thank you for confirming that this season is over. Because it just means that God, who is Jehovah Jireh, who provided that truck for us, is an opportunity for him to provide another vehicle for my family so we can get to where we need to be oh my i wonder if there's anybody say i'm not scared i ain't scared i'm not scared because jehovah jireh Woo oh i give him glory somebody ought to worship jehovah jireh and all the seasons where we've been trying and people looking now people always asking me pastor you know how many people go to your church and all this stuff why why are you driving that fam why are you driving that why why don't you why aren't you yo are you sure you can't you can't pull up in a bends you can't do this you can't do that you can't they're, they're telling me why you want to know why the reason why we're here today the reason one of the biggest reasons why serve city has progressed is because my family has said no to a lot of things and not complain because we knew that what God had for our life beyond where we oh my I just want to talk to somebody I just want you to watch us in the next come on somebody I'm believe oh if you only knew one day I'll be able to tell it all but I encourage you in the middle of difficulty trust Jehovah Jireh Put him first and watch him blow your mind. Pressure is to position you for promotion, not termination. As long as you're alive, there is hope. Oh my! Somebody one more time, give him the thanks and give him the praise. So look, this is what I'm going to do. And I'm going to tell you this because there's a lot of y'all, you trust in psychics and you're trusting uh, soothsayers and tarot cards and getting up and reading stuff and you got dream catchers in your vehicle some of y'all and i do this all the time you need to go in fact i dare you to go if you have any of that stuff you got dream catchers hide uh, up in your in your uh what do you call it in your windshield you got tarot cards in there beads and and uh and and crystals and things of this nature i'm telling you you need to get rid of all that some of you put in more trust in stars and moons and all sorts of stuff come on somebody instead of jehovah jireh putting your trust in cards my life ain't no card game going through with a guest I'm going through with a guide come on somebody 
Oh, y'all didn't think I would go there. You get, listen, I'm getting ready to pray for some. I'm getting ready to pray for y'all. Yeah, service is longer, but I don't care. Bun the devil. All y'all in your consumer mentality, you sit there and you watch Netflix for three hours. Talking about church is long, hour and a half. The devil is a liar. That's because devil wants you to get in. Come on, somebody, and get out with just to be able to check your church card and say, I came and I did what I did what I was supposed to do. I did the church thing. Now I'm gonna go home and veg out and watch uh, all all of the seasons of you. And then I gotta go and repent after. Oh Jesus! Wondering why you having psychotic thoughts about people. Oh my gosh all these horrible demonic dreams what you watching is that the last thing you're looking at before you went to sleep it's not rock simple maths i'm just saying i want to see deliverance come on somebody today we want i want to call out i call out every single uh, spirit of fear come on that, that's it that's why we're saying don't be scared there's some of y'all that have been bound by fear of the future you don't know what tomorrow holds and you're like how on earth am i gonna make it and you've been trusting a psychic come on who made the psychic come on somebody i would rather go straight to the one who is omniscient the one who knows all things come on somebody in this place i just call you out even now in the name of jesus i'm telling you you got any of that paraphernalia those books and those spell books bring them throw them at the altar if that's you but aside from that i want to pray over you today if that person is you you're like man i'm in a place of fear i'm in a place of fear about the future and I've been fishing on the, the left side of the boat and going bonkers. Oh, I feel you, Lord. And God is saying, I've been trusting and tripping because I didn't get it. And God is saying, no perfect people allowed. Come on and trust me. Come on and trust me. Come on and trust me. Come off that psychic network. Unsubscribe today. Stop putting your mind. Some of y'all won't give to the Lord who gave you breath, but you give it to some psychic. I'm staying there. Because that spirit of witchcraft has been holding many of you bound and you're unable to walk into what it is that God has for you. Leave your seat. If you're like, I've been battling fear. I'm not ashamed. I've been battling fear in the, in the area of finances, in the area of stuff and things. And I'm in the middle of difficulty. And I'm like, I need the Lord to bring me to a place of breakthrough and deliverance. If that is you, I'm not going to lay hands. I just want to pray over you. Just leave your seat and come to this altar. And you're saying, God, I trust you. God, I trust you. Come on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God, I trust you. I don't care if you've been to this altar 50 times. I'm telling you, this the altar is the home of the believer. The altar is the home of the believer. Come on. Come on. Come on. I'm going to wait for a few more moments. There might be some stuff you're like, I got to get rid of. I got to let go of. And I want to let you know. And I'm speaking. I'm yelling. I'm going off because I'm passionate about it. Not because I'm mad, but I, I'm mad at the devil. And I want to see victory and I want to see breakthrough in your life. And so you who are coming to the altar, lift those hands where you are. You're saying, I'm lifting those hands because I'm trusting the Savior. Come on. Is there anybody else that needs to come today? Come on. If that person is you, I want to leave space for you. You're like, that's me. That's me today. Glory to the Lord Jesus. 
God, come on, lift those hands if that person is you. Lift those hands. God, I thank you right now for those who have come to the altar today. God, I thank you that you are Jehovah Jireh. You are our provider. Lord, they have come and taken this step in faith. Lord, to believe you for their future. Their desire, God, is to see abundance in their life, to see breakthrough. But Lord, the enemy has been fighting them with fear. And so even now, in the name of Jesus, would you remind them that you are their God? would you remind them oh God that you are a provider Lord God would you begin to touch their situations where faith is present God would you do a turnaround oh my would you do a turnaround oh God would you do a turnaround in every situation represented here Lord God would you begin to give them revelation release revelation even online God release revelation to those God who are in a position where they are desirous of being able to move forward give them wisdom give them revelation that would lead to breakthrough that will lead to net breaking blessings that will bring glory and honor to your name and we thank you and we give you praise for hearing and answering this prayer in Jesus mighty name amen now those who have come to the altar put those hands together if you believe it and praise him come on praise him in advance and you can return to your seat praising him come on come on let's keep the praise going come on somebody shout hallelujah we give you glory hallelujah glory to the lord anybody feel the lord in this place anybody sense his presence in here Oh glory come on can we just worship for a few more moments we need you God we love you we praise you for your presence we thank you Lord we glorify you yes Lord yeah you are good, good. Oh, you are good. yes Lord You're you're never gonna let me down you're never gonna you're never gonna let me down his word is always gonna come to pass you're never even in the bleakest of situations you're never gonna let me down you are good come on you are good you are good Oh, one more time. You are, yes, God. His presence is in this place. I give Him thanks. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to God. Listen, in this moment, in this moment, we want to. We'd be remiss if we did not extend to you an opportunity. To come to the Lord there's someone in here you're like man all this talk about trusting Jesus reason I don't trust Jesus is because he's not the Lord of my life I've never done so I've never I haven't asked him to be the king of my life God is not my boss he's not my Lord he's not my Savior but I want to tell you like why should I trust him Bible makes it clear over 2,000 years ago that Jesus when it is that he came to this earth he was born 
of the Virgin Mary and he lived perfectly on our behalf and he died for our sins and he rose from death with all power in his hands and someone say why did he do that what sins did I have Bible makes it clear over two uh, thousands and thousands of years before that that our first parents Adam and Eve that they disobeyed God and when they disobeyed God sin passed on to all mankind that's why we don't have to teach our kids to sin they do it by themselves it's hereditary it's something that they just have in and of in themselves and this is why Jesus came and he died and he rose so that you and I because we were separated from God as mankind we now could be reunited and brought back in to relationship with him relationship with God and so today if you're that person and you're not in relationship with him he loves you so much not that he's dying to meet you he loves you so much that he died to meet you and not only that he didn't stay dead but he rose from death and today you can have life eternal you can have life in him you can have relationship with God and someone's saying how do I do that somebody say how this is how you do it Bible makes it clear that throughout scripture there are a number of passages that talk about getting right with God getting in right relationship with him and the Apostle Peter he gets up and he's addressing 3,000 people that ask thousands asking what must we do to get right with God what must we do to be saved and he tells them in Acts 2 38 he says repent somebody say repent repent means that when you acknowledge firstly that I am a sinner that I am in need of saving I'm separated from God this is the case and then I turn somebody say turn you turn in belief somebody say believe believe and I put my trust in Jesus so instead of serving myself following myself living my own life for myself I put my faith and my trust in Jesus as the Lord of my life I accept what he did on my behalf I accept that on my behalf and then somebody say be baptized and we've been able to baptize six people within the past few weeks come on somebody including last Sunday and because he says seal the deal not just by putting your mouth on it and talking and speaking about it but go all the way in the water and Peter literally in the name of the Lord baptizes 3,000 people that day and that same call is out there to you and I today if you have not repented of your sins if you had not put your faith in Jesus some of you you put your faith in him but you've not been baptized finish it man go all the way so I call you today and someone you're like I went away from Christ I was already baptized I ran away from Christ and now I'm to the place where I'm like you know what I gotta I, I want to come home do I need to be rebaptized again? No. If you were baptized in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and if you meant it when you were baptized, you don't have you don't have to be rebaptized. You can just return in repentance to the grace of your baptism, and there's room at the table for you. Come on, somebody. You can come back home today. And so I don't know where you are, who you are, but if that's you, I want to call you back home. And so every head bow, every eye closed in this moment. This is a moment of introspection. Where are you with God? Every head bow, every eye closed. Look at you in yourself. Do you know the Lord? Are you in relationship with Him? Is He the boss of your life? If, if 
this if the answer is no I'm gonna give you an opportunity on the count of three to pop your hand up between me you and God and say this is my hour this is my time number two if that person is you and you're like I've run away from God and I want to come back home today his arms are open wide his hands are out there for you and he's welcoming you back home so on the count of three every head bow every eye closed if that person is you you're saying today I'm giving my life to Christ for the first time I intend to be baptized and go all the way with him or I'm recommitting my life to him online you too here we go on the count of three one two three come on pop that hand up where you are if that person is you in the house today I see those hands praise God I see those hands glory to God in the house glory to God online I believe by faith we see those hands as well good glory to God you can put those hands down now put those hands down can we open our eyes and can we celebrate those who just made a decision for Christ come on can we celebrate Bible says heaven rejoices over one soul that comes to repentance Glory to God.